You're listening to In The Know, a collection of career development insights and leadership experiences from INSEAD, the business school for the world. Distinguished clinical professor of leadership development and organizational change, Manfred Ketz de Vries wrote in an article, successful executives seldom get to the top alone. Even the most talented need the help of other people to reach their true potential. As the workplace becomes more competitive and interactive, the practice of leadership coaching and mentoring is becoming more common as ambitious individuals seek guidance and senior executives realize the importance in helping people reach their full potential. By sharing knowledge and insights in such areas as job performance, interpersonal relationships, group dynamics, role expectations, and even technical know-how, Mentors and coaches can help people in goal achievement and problem solving. Welcome to another episode of In The Know, and today we're going to delve into a successful career coach partnership and discuss the differences between the many roles people can play in guiding us in our careers and the benefits that can bring the individual. And so an advisor, in my mind, or the way I always explain it is, looks at the problem, and so gives advice on the problem, whereas a coach looks at the relationship between the coachee and the problem. And a coach never advises. And then lastly, if you look at mentoring, I would say that's a, more of an informal relationship. And I, and so if I think about the mentors in my life, they're always people that I, that I look up to in some way because I, I want to be like them, like a father figure. That was MBA 20J, Nicholas Woodenberg. Nicholas is the CEO and founder of Strom, which is a human performance coaching platform that energizes people to thrive through an offline coaching marketplace integrated with digital journey of gamified micro-learning and habit building. We were also joined by Nicholas's career coach while he completed his MBA, Gene Cleckley. Gene has worked with hundreds of clients from all over the world to help others through career coaching. Gene talked us through some of the steps one can expect when experiencing career coaching. The future of work is really about me, Inc. And it's really about, okay, you have a certain set of tools, you have a certain set of skills. How do you then package all that to be able to help a customer or whoever that customer is? So let's get in the know with Nicholas and Gene. Looking forward to finding all about the two of you because you have uh, a really great connection and uncovering how that connection came to being. So always start off with a really easy question. So uh, maybe Nicholas, can you give a little bit of background about yourself? You know, where are you from? How did you get to where you are today? And what brought you to INSEAD? All right. And thanks, Luke, for having us here. Um, so as you already said, my name is Nicholas um, from Amsterdam, also currently calling in from Amsterdam, the Netherlands, which is where I was born. I got my American accent from the time that I spent when I was very young, living in Washington, D.C., um, from five to seven. But the rest was in the Netherlands. I started rowing actually very young, which is, I think, a a theme that starts into my life, um, which brought me to the U.S. again at age 18. After rowing for the Dutch Junior National Team, I went to Columbia University, where I rowed for four years while doing my undergrad in math and economics. Um, Right after I started at BCG in Amsterdam, uh, where I've been since 2016. 
And I've done lots of work very broadly, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to go to BCG to explore different industries and learn business skills and learn things about myself. Um, and then on the side, what I've done is because I have this, this interest for the people side of, of everything, I, I really like the, the phrase culture, each strategy for breakfast. And um, it's also the, the platform that I am going towards as a, as a consultant is the people and organization, people strategy, leadership and talent. But I, long story short, I, on the side, I got my uh, coaching certification and um, that also brought me to INSEAD with an extreme interest in the organizational behavior offering. So over the year 2020, I uh, got my MBA and that's where I met Gene. So one last thing to say also is at INSEAD, I was able to develop my own sort of digital coaching platform, a human performance coaching platform um, that I developed first within the sessions with Gene, the idea came to life. Um, and I can talk more about it, but eventually the pinnacle was that uh, together with Vivian and Piyush, we were able to secure some seed funding in the INSEAD Venture Competition. Gene, do you want to introduce yourself before we dig into the, the details of how the two of you met and, and how it came to fruition? Sure, sure. So my name is Gene Cleckley. I'm one of the career coaches here at INSEAD in the CDC, the Career Development Center. Uh, I'm British and American. I've spent half my life in America, the other half of my life pretty much in Europe, mostly in Britain. Uh, and I've been with INSEAD, I've been working with the MBA since around 2015, uh, and then, then work with hundreds of MBA students. I love what I absolutely do. I love being a coach. And I'm actually an EMC uh, grad. So I graduated in 2014. I guess being a coach uh, at INSEAD for the MBAs was kind of a great culmination of my work experience and then also the, uh, the research, the academic research I did during um, my executive master's uh, at INSEAD because I focused my executive master's on career transitions uh, and career change and specifically uh, within the millennial kind of generation. So um, this was, it's been all a, um, a kind of a, a very great opportunity to be able to apply that learning along with my basic uh, professional background. It was always in the creative industry, so I've held a, an array of positions in every sector from television to e-commerce to the fashion industry. Uh, and then I did a little bit of uh, psychotherapy and counseling training, um, which I'm very proud of as well. And I kind of bring all of those elements to my career coaching. So uh, as Nicholas said, we, uh, we met in 2020. Um, and, uh, that was, been, it was a great coaching alliance, um, and, uh, really, really proud of, uh, the work that he's doing and he has done. Yeah. And I, I guess let's come back to that. I mean, you mentioned you, you both met last year and, and that's part of the program, of course, that you, you have the opportunity to have these coaching and, and, and career advisory, if you like, um, can you sort of go back to when you sort of met and, and what the intentions were for, you know, the coaching side of things in the MBA program and, and sort of how it took off and I guess why, why we're here today discussing it. Well, how did it start off? Because 
I'm just envisioning again, like the first time meeting Gene was actually not one-on-one coaching, but it was the career themes day, the career themes exercise that you did. Yeah. I knew already that you were my coach and I was also happy in that session. I was like, this is my coach. Proud of this, <laughs> this Gene giving this cool uh, career theme, which I have to give a little context behind because it's very, very broad sort of kind of going outside the box and thinking about what you could be doing five years down the line, what the themes are that drive your career. And that was actually super helpful for me because I came in already having a job. And so for me, it was super useful to kind of give that different perspective to it and like look at it from different lenses. And then I remember going into your office, Gene, I think two days later or something with all the things that I filled out. And I was actually quite energized by that discussion because it kind of just like underlined some of the things that I already subconsciously maybe knew a little bit, but maybe pushed a little bit down. And um, it was funny. You looked at my career themes. You're like, why are you doing an MBA? Because I think I, I underlined things like being a firefighter and like going to the, being a teacher and stuff like that. Um that is just sort of my visual experience of, uh, or memory of, uh, of how we met. But Gene, uh, I cut you off there, so go ahead. No, no, no. I completely agree with you. It was, it was interesting. It's sort of seeing the themes and then actually hearing your story and also the rowing piece of this. And there was, there was a lot of energy and physicality as well, and then, but also obviously very ambitious and very uh, energ- energetic. And so I'm wanting to, to push forward. And so that initial meeting was, I was inspired by that initial meeting um, as well. And I thought, okay, let's see how, let's see what we can do. And let's see how we can actually kind of explore a little bit. I think the career theme session that the CDC does at the very beginning of the MBA is really uh, an opportunity for people to start to brainstorm and think about actually what options uh, they could have. And it's a great way to be able to generate a lot of ideas. And then from that, the coaching journey kind of helps people to explore the realist idea, the ideas that may be within the first year, maybe within the first five years and 10 years, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But that core um, exercise of being able to figure out what's important to you, what your values are. Uh, and what direction you potentially want to go is really, um, it's a great foundation for the whole entire journey. So, so, um, Nicholas was definitely like as dynamic and excitement and movement and then going forward and things like that. So it was really cool. It was really cool. Great. And well, I guess we'll, we'll delve into sort of the final result and, and what the outcome was from, from the both of you coming together, coming back to, to both your individual careers, can you sort of think off the top of your head some key highlights that I'd like to hang your hat on and say, look, I'm really proud or really happy that I achieved this or that in my career to date? One of my career uh, sort of things I look back at career successes is a story I talk a lot about. Um, and it's always around like leadership. And it's about how you always have to constantly challenge yourself when it comes to leadership. And I'm always trying to challenge myself. I will always let people always manage teams. And I think there are many times when the people who I'm either managing or even now coaching, they're constantly teaching me things about myself. And then I really kind of reevaluate my own sort of way of doing things and perspectives. It happens on a, on a daily, daily basis. And I think, you know, a big story for me was a time when I actually was promoting somebody and I thought I was doing a great job in terms of promoting her. And it turned out she didn't want a promotion at all. And I figured that that, and from a leadership point of view, 
that was about my own ego versus actually what she wanted from her career. And she wanted me to give her Friday afternoons off instead of a promotion. And I thought I was doing a great thing by giving her a promotion. And she said, no, actually, what I really wanted was you to ask me, you know, what I wanted from, from my week. And my week is I actually want to have a day off. And so that really, I tell the story a lot because it was one of these stories where I thought I knew people and I thought I knew what people want and what motivates them, but that changes. And sometimes I don't know what I don't know. And so it makes being a leader, I think, is really humbling. And I think it, I like it because it's also sometimes even as a coach, you may think, okay, well, I know what I'm doing. You can never be sort of completely sure that you have everything sort of right. And you have to be kind of comfortable with that. And you're dealing with people and the complexities of people. And that's the bit I really like. I like that kind of uncertainty. And so I think... Uh, from a leadership point of view, I, I sometimes go a lot to that story to sort of thing is, is that just when you think you know somebody or you know something, it may not be the way that it sort of seems. So that's something that I take with me a lot. Yeah, fantastic. I like that message. I don't know what I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, really powerful. Nicholas, some um, sort of key highlights or career to date? Yeah, let me try to be succinct because I, I took your feedback, Gene. Um <laughs> I think I'll take one from my rowing career, actually, as a first example, as a highlight and not so much of an achievement in the uh, in the arena. But when I was team captain in my last year, I really made an effort to sort of try to see how much it could involve the rest of the team or we could work together to, to within the context that we were in in New York City, which is a tough environment to be in and as an athlete could still uh, kind of push that and try to, to be successful. And it's funny, this actually happened two years later, but someone sent me a photo that they had written on the board, some workout that I thought of that we could do um, like on land when we weren't on the Hudson rowing and the waves and stuff like that. And uh, it said, Nico's workout lives on. And they were still uh, calling me for, for tips about that. And I, that was just a sort of a highlight for me because I felt like I'd made some kind of, some kind of a little change there or impact. I'll give you an example, second example, just more uh, career focused, but I want to link it to your, to your theme of mentoring because one of the people that I see as a mentor was um, actually my team captain when I was a freshman in, in college. And he went on to go work at Uber. And so when I was interning at BCG, I, um, you know, I thought I'm going to just get here and learn some stuff, but actually having this mentorship relationship and it shows sort of the relationship aspect, the human aspect, how we can bring success. Because I was chatting to him and I said, we're doing this project for the public transportation authority about the future of transportation. He's like, oh, I'll put you in touch with uh, someone within within Uber. And one thing led to another. And the next thing I know, I knew I had this sort of leadership team of the public transportation authority and people from Uber talking to each other just because of this relationship that I had with someone in Australia even. So that was that was very cool to see the impact of of those relationships, and I think lastly, and then because we were also talking about this area of coaching, it's not really a specific example, but just remember instances where you ask someone a question, and it's quiet for a little bit, mm-hmm. and in the first you know the first times this happens, I always get a little bit uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I must have really pissed them off or something. But then they come back and you just sort of, you can kind of sense the discomfort in their voice that something like you've moved them out of their comfort zone with that question and they're kind of mulling it over. Um, 
you can see the tension release, or you can hear the tension release. And it's funny that afterwards, some people say, oh, that was life-changing, that I never looked at it that way. But it's not because I told them to look at it that way. You just ask them a question, and because of that, they, they saw it in a different light. I feel like that is what makes coaching absolutely fantastic. Hmm. Fantastic. Um, I, I guess uh, we've covered a couple of terms already. Um, uh, you mentioned mentoring and coaching, and I guess f- for the audience and, and for listeners out there, uh, can we just maybe take a step back and, and Nicholas, maybe you could give us a sort of a quick snapshot of, you know, the difference between a, a coach, an advisor or a mentor, the, all these services or, or possibilities that are, are available out there to us in our careers. Yeah, absolutely. And without sounding too convoluted here, I uh, I just think because I've had to like kind of put the things into boxes myself, and I'm I'm a consultant, so things have to go into boxes. We say we think outside the box a lot, but actually we just put things in boxes. <laughs> um, so the difference between an advisor and a coach, <laughs> to me, because in my in my job as a consultant, I'm an advisor, and as a coach, I'm a coach. What's the difference? And so an advisor, in my mind, or the way I always explain it is, looks at the problem and so gives advice on the problem. Whereas a coach looks at the relationship between the coachee and the problem. Mm -hmm. And a coach never advises. And then lastly, if you look at mentoring, I would say that's more of an informal relationship. And I've actually gone to go look at where does this come from? I like um, etymology. And I don't know if I had to do lots of Greek reading in, in high school. And it's actually the first time the mentoring comes up is when Odysseus goes to fight the Trojan War and he leaves his son with a friend that becomes his son's mentor. So it's kind of like a father figure, someone you look up to, but you also have a relationship with that you have um, some some likeness with. And so if I think about the mentors in my life, they're always people that I, that I look up to in some way because I, I want to be like them, like a father mm-hmm. figure. And then I also think maybe Gene can highlight a little bit how this also also differs from psychotherapy, because yeah? it sits outside yeah. these boxes. Yeah, I love that information. I think that's great. And I think as a career coach, we are obviously doing, uh, there's an element of our role, which is coaching. So it's definitely, you know, asking the appropriate questions, things like that. There's a piece of advising as well. So for the MBAs, you know, we, there's, if you're looking at doing your CV or you're a career transitioner, or you're trying to you know, sell yourself in an interview, there's definitely advice that's going to be going on <laughs> with regards to that. So we're wearing multiple hats. And then I think for the way my coaching philosophy is, is that you know, there are also, we're in a period of transition. And so sometimes when you're in that period of transition, it's not necessarily about the future. It may, you may need to look at some of the things that have happened in the past and sort of see where you are right now and kind of delve a little bit deeper into some of the emotions that are driving some of the things that are happening to you, some of the behaviors. And so um, some of what I do with some of my coaches, my, my clients is also to be able to dig into some of that as well. And that's really helpful. And it's a bit, it's not so much about advising. It's actually about, you know, listening and also being able to really kind of delve and kind of figure out well, what is what's going on a little bit underneath the surface. And so those three elements are what I kind of bring to my coaching in terms of my overall coaching um, philosophy as part of my philosophy. 
clients. And I guess each individual and each coach, each mentor are slightly different in their own individual way. So yeah, no, really great to have something to sort of critique all those options available. I guess final question, Gene, you mentioned that, you know, you're a leader and you've been a leader through a lot of the things you do. Does a coach uh, or mentor or whoever, do they need to be a leader to to act as, you know, one of these? Yeah, I, I think it depends. I think it depends on the alliance that you form with the client because I think sometimes it's not about leading from a coaching point of view. It's about actually taking a step back and letting the client lead. And so I do tend to uh, work more of a person-centered uh, way and so let the client lead in a lot of ways. And then other times if I'm teaching in a group or something like that, I may have to uh, sort of flex into more of a leadership coaching role depending there. And then if I'm doing some other group counseling or group coaching or something like that, I may have to take a more passive role um, as well. So I think I, I think it just depends on the particular situations. I mean, when you're doing one-to-one, you kind of have to gauge what that person kind of wants and kind of needs. And, and sometimes people want you to take more of a lead. And then sometimes people, the energy of the person is that's not what they want or need. And so there's no one sort of, I think, um, size fits all. And I think a lot of what we do in the CDC Anyways, is like in the, at least with the coaching side of it, is is that we really try to offer an individualized service, I think, in a way. And so, on in in a context of an overall career coaching journey and a career coaching curriculum. So it's um so yes, yeah, so I think that's sort of the uh, the expertise that we're trying to bring to the table. And at the same time, it's because everyone's so different. That's the 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 fun and interesting thing. Uh, um, that I love. And I always am so honored when I get to to work with people throughout the entire year and work with so many different people from so many different countries and everyone's style is different and you have cultural differences and being able to switch, you know, is really, really, really super cool. It's one of the best things about this job. Can you tell us more about your collaboration, I guess, with, with Gene and the, the Career Development Center and, and maybe some of the workshops that um, you've organized with um, with the MIM students? You know, you had uh, some, some of your work you did and, and a platform you used was, you know, this new master management uh, program that started up last year at INSEAD and, you know, I, I guess yourself in a way sort of gave back and 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 advised or mentored or, you know, gave some contribution to a junior audience to yourself, I guess. I think how it came about is actually what I just said about this career themes exercise and goes, he's like, oh, you're a coach. And I said, yeah, I kind of want to explore that a little bit more while I'm at INSEAD and learn. And he said, well, maybe we can find some place for you to, you know, coach some of your peers or we have this new meme program. Maybe you can play a role there. And then I think actually you came with a suggestion that I didn't like at all, Gene. But it was <laughs> sorry. I, I, I don't remember what the suggestion was. I just remember going like, "No, nah, I don't want to do that." <laughs> but then, uh, but then it did prompt me to think what I would like to do. And this is kind of really linking to, to also my background as an as an athlete and, and here at BCG, um, having learned to sort of basically maximize my human performance as kind of a that I, that I would say marks my career path. 
it's something that I'm intellectually very curious about, like to read on it, like to uh, learn about it. But it's also brought me to a point where I, where I thought, you know, maybe I could create some kind of program that will help, you know, students or MBAs or whatever it is to, to sort of see how you could actually go into your career without a, this needs to be hard grinding effort attitude, but actually how do I make this sustainable? How do I have, you know, success at work and energy for life, the work-life balance discussion. I mean, there's many frameworks you can put on this. And so we kind of went into to developing that and Jean's helped me sort of navigate one, the different stakeholders within INSEAD and then two, brainstorm and, and test and pilot and refine the content and the setup of the workshop. And that, I think Gene's been in the workshop like seven times, so he must be able to dream it now. Um, <laughs> but um, I think that that is the, the long story short, but it, this is over the course of 14 months already. So mm. uh, it's been many back and forths and changes. And, and we started in a world where things were live and ended up doing all of this Zoom. I guess that's even where it kind of turned into becoming now a venture that is trying to make a gamified version of this mm -hmm. in an app form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is that something you, you sort of came to INSEAD thinking, you know, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to create? Or as you said, you had these discussions and this, this platform to discuss your opportunities or, or what you were trying to achieve. And Gene helped you along that path. How much did it change or that, that whole process, how, how much influence was coming from internal and external? Well, I'll tell you, I came to INSEAD thinking, mm, I need a break um, and I, I want to learn something. I want to learn something about myself and I kind of need to articulate what I want to do. And then I stepped into Gene's office and Gene goes, you haven't done your resume yet? <laughs> Classic, lazy, sponsored student. <laughs> and I think that's where this... Um, relationship kind of came in like i think jeans definitely helped put a lot of energy and sort of kick my butt on some of these um places and i would have never thought to like about entrepreneurship so the fact that i did this whole inside adventure competition was something i could if you told me two years ago i'd be like nah definitely not mm -hmm. so this has been a surprising yet very rewarding experience mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, no, really great. And I mean, we touched upon it earlier, Jean, but, uh, you know, the, the role of a coach, I mean, it's very unique to each individual. You know, you have to judge how people react and what way they want to communicate with each other, I guess, so you can help sort of them through their journey uh, and and what they want to achieve in, in, in their careers. How do you determine your role in in each relationship how do you sort of know what to what direction they want to go or how you're going to pull them in the right direction yeah well it's interesting i think one of the key things and one of the key tools i use is listening a lot um you know when you're a coach and you're a counselor or a psychotherapist you're listening a lot a lot of what's said and then a lot of what's not said and and it was interesting with nico like he says the example of coming in and he's like, oh yeah, I want to just take the year off and, and, you know, just kind of chill. And then you would listen a bit longer. And it was kind of like, I, was, I didn't really feel that. I didn't really hear that. I was hearing other things and I was paying attention to other things. And I just, I kind of, you know, just probed a little bit. And, uh, and then I think there's, and try to dig a little bit underneath the surface. And, and I said, okay, now let's, 
let's uh, I'm just gonna kind of push back a little bit on that and so and probe a little bit. So I think the example of the the CV is a great example because the CV a lot of times is is a great reflection tool I find particularly for sponsored students to kind of take take sort of stock as to where they are at this particular moment. And I think a lot of times with the MBA, students think that, okay, this is about the job at the end of the first year or the end of the MBA. And the CDC is about your career management and your career development over a long period of time. And so sometimes as a coach, that's part of my job. It's to sort of say, it's not just about the job at the end of the MBA. It's, it's about how do you set yourself up in the NCAD community because there's services that you can use whilst you're here during your MBA. There's you can there's a working professional services. There's the alumni association. There's all of these different services that are around. And NCAD is such a strong community that this is just the first part of the journey. And so doing that CV is, I think, I like having all of my students do that, whether or not they're sponsored or not, to be able to take take stock and then what could be. Let's you know sort of sort of think and be creative, design, think your life in a lot of ways, because I think the future of work is really about me, Inc. And it's really about, okay, you have a certain set of tools, you have a certain set of skills. How do you then package all of that to be able to help a customer or whoever that customer is? In Nico's case, is BCG. And I also saw in our case, we could use this, uh, the skill set, his interests and his strengths to help the future M, uh, MIM students. And so that's that, but that was an evolutionary process that happened. Yeah. And I really like that, that side of this story. It's that, that Nico went out and, and, you know, sort of bought some of the skills he had to give to a, a much younger audience here at INSEAD and, and use his time at, and, and this opportunity as a platform almost to sort of build upon the skills he already had. Um, what are some of the other great examples you've sort of seen in your time, Gene, of, you know, people giving back? And, I mean, it's such a such a sought-after skill, particularly these days, I think, that, you know, people helping others and, and, and going out there and contributing to the community, you know, in places that we have expertise the way others mightn't. Have you got any examples that really stand out to you? Yeah, I have to say uh, one of the most, the t- most touching things that I've witnessed was how the NCI community uh, responded to COVID. And also, so it was the alumni community and also particularly the students themselves in the classes. So, I mean, it was in the middle of the class, which was the 20J uh, class and the 20D class. And it was uh, unbelievable to sort of see that 20J uh, graduation and how everything switched over from being in person to online. And just the, it was a difficult time, but it, at the same time, the way that the classes came together and, you know, sort of helped each other out was was beautiful. I mean, it was amazing to sort of see. People were helping each other if they didn't have, a, you know, if they had a job offer and they didn't want it, they would, you know, sort of see if we could pass it on to someone else. I mean, it was it was really, really a really nice sort of thing, an example, I think, of really people giving back and the strength of the NCI community. So I shed some tears on that graduation, <laughs> the online graduation. It was really, really lovely. Sort of switching roles and in both of you, uh, I mean, there's there's 
infinite amount of content about, you know, mentors and coaching and what it all takes to be a good coach or a good mentor or, or a mentoree and receive this environment. So flipping it on its head, Nicholas, what what makes a good coach from your experience? What what really made a difference in in the coaching you've received in the past and and what do you find was the differentiating factors between a good coach and a average coach, if you like? Well, I think actually Gene's already touched on one of them. I think listening and really listening is one. And I think being bold, I got to say this because I did my coaching certification at Bold Coach Academy. So (laughs) I do believe that you have to stand firm sometimes because it can get scary. Yeah, Because you you touch on some people's um, comfort zones. They're outside their comfort zones. And as a coach, you have to be bold enough to go there. As a coachee, you have to also be bold to go there. Uh, but I would say you got to build the rapport through listening by being calm, being balanced yourself, and then being bold. And I think the coaches that I've, that I've interacted with that have those attributes have really helped me reframe my perspective and move on past roadblocks or uncover subconscious triggers. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. And the, and the other side of the coin, I guess, Gene, what makes, you've had hundreds and hundreds of students you've coached now over the years, and what makes a good uh, coachee or mentoree? Yeah, I mean, I think people who are open, um, curious, and um, sort of honest, you know, in terms of how they are going through this whole process. I think coaching is a really self reflective process uh and but i think you know it can evolve and it, and it does and i think it takes time i mean some people can do it in you know like the career coaching they could do it in maybe a couple of sessions and other times people need to do it they have to have more uh, space to be able to, to to talk through what they need to talk through there's an overriding uh sort of sense of the person wanting to change i think uh and so to change they have to be open they have to be kind of honest with themselves a little bit. And I think that they're going to have to be really curious about what could be. But the problem is sometimes I think sometimes people aren't aware. So the self-awareness piece, uh, I think, is a really, really uh, important aspect. But that's also one of the things that the coach has to kind of deal with. And actually, I love what you were saying, Nico, in terms of being bold. Um, and sometimes, you know, the coach has to be bold and that can be bold in lots of different ways. You know, that can be bold and sort of saying, okay, actually pointing, making things aware, making the person more aware of things. And sometimes it's more of like, okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do. This is, you know what to do. <laughs> this is, this is sort of, and that's another way of being bold as well. They, they've done some research actually on, on effective coaching methodologies, and they actually found that there's not really significant difference between different frameworks, approaches, et cetera. It's all about the ability of the coachee to reflect and internalize the questions because huh? the coach asks questions. Can you really go inside and feel and not give the rationalized answer? That's what I think that this is kind of exactly what Gene's describing, uh, but, but it shows that that kind of drive the effectiveness, but a coach can play a big role in, in the, creating the space for that, huh? holding the space, creating that psychological safety, building rapport. Absolutely. It's, it's in the psychotherapy, we talk about like the alliance or the relationship. It's like the, it's the coaching alliance and the relationship that, that, that really helps people.
All right, so we'll uh, we'll finish up with the quick fire questions then. Uh, I guess a common question that we ask a lot of our guests and we'll modify that to the coaching uh, theme we've got today is if you could coach your 20-year-old self, uh, what advice or, or sort of suggestions would you give? So when I was 20, I was rowing in New York at Columbia. I think I was actually injured at the time. I think I, I slipped a disc in my back and... I was working really, really hard to get back on track. Um, So actually, as a coach, I would probably ask the question, if you put yourself in the perspective of losing, not being able to ever row again, how would you derive your actions today? Like, how do I make sure that I do everything to not feel like I failed when I failed? That's one. And I, I like keeping that perspective in mind everywhere I go in life. But if I had to give advice, so as a coach, I would never give advice. But if I had to give advice, and it was actually not my advice, but I read Shauna Kaur's book, uh, The Happiness Advantage, mm. and that success is not the key to happiness, but happiness is the key to success is something that for me sheds a different light on life and has made me happier, but I think also has driven success. So um, there you go. Great answers to your one question. Thank you very much. And, and Jean, I guess the same question for you. What would you uh, sort of advise or coach or tell yourself at 20 years old? Yeah, well, definitely at 20, I was not listening. I would not have listened to a coach. There was no way that I would have listened to a coach. <laughs> I was I was all of my leisure, leisure time in clubs in New York, and there's no way that I was going to do that. So I, I would I would say I've probably been more of a mentor, and I would have been saying it's okay to be who you are you have amazing strengths. Uh, you know, it's okay to be creative. It's okay to want to be an individual. It's okay for you to do what you want to do. Uh, and, and, and listen to what your gut is telling you, what your body is telling you, all these things. And cause you, you know, the answers are inside of you. So that's probably what I would tell my 20 year old self, uh, in between dance tracks. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think that's a nice note to end on. Um, I'll uh, I'll thank you very much for both of your time. <laughs> Had to slip that in, of course. I really, uh, really enjoyed this uh, conversation. And um, uh, yeah, all the best in your future careers. Thank you, Luke and Jean. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of In The Know. If you want to know more about today's career development and leadership topics, head online to www.inthenow.insead.edu forward slash podcast. To discover more about any of INSEAD's degree programs, head to www.insead.edu.